welcome to our next episode of Nerd Your Enthusiasm. Uh, this episode, we're actually going to cover uh, the VGAs. Me and Steven were able to watch that actually not live, uh, or the day of, or at least I wasn't. Uh, Steve, I'm assuming you were able to do that? Yeah, I was able to watch it as it live streamed. And then Steve and I uh, got together yes the other day, and uh, we both watched it together. Um <laughs> What was what was that Pokemon they kept bringing on the screen? It's just the Whooper Watch. The Whooper, Whooper Watch. Oh boy. Mm. Oh man. How? I mean, I know that they're doing that just because you know, as kind of like a a paid kind of thing. I'm sure they got paid for to get you know publicity out for for Pokemon Go. But I have no idea who still plays Pokemon Go personally. <laughs> that came and went, um, and it went pretty hard. I imagine when COVID came out maybe not i'm sure there's still some people maybe it's maybe it's actually gone gotten better but who's to say um a lot Certainly, of certainly the, the the game developers had to be creative with how you would have to catch pokemon nowadays but right um a lot of things to talk about uh this will be a much shorter episode we're gonna probably do this for 45 minutes um just an update on the next week's episode next week we're going to be doing the mandalorian i know we said that the next episode would be mandalorian and then we said that i think we were going to do that next week and that didn't happen so we're just going to wait until it all is done then we can talk about it if you've been watching the mandalorian next week's episode you will not want to miss um because we get down all the details obviously it's going to be a spoiler filled podcast so you have until that day to catch up if you don't care about spoilers, you can watch it too. Uh, well, let's let's dance into VGAs. Um, so, out from my expert like expectations, I had zero expectations of the VGAs. <laughs> um, I didn't know what was announced, other than when I did, didn't watch it live. That obviously the game of the year uh, it was you know kind of slightly spoiled for me, but I it was between two in my book. Um, Last of Us 2 and uh, Ghost of Tsushima um, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later but uh, some of the what were the, some of the more you know, interesting things that you saw that were kind of on the lower tier for you Steve on the lower tier uh-huh. uh, the award selections were pretty much clear cut uh, no big surprises there in terms of announcements uh, the running theme of this award show in my eyes is how there's a lot of like ex developers from studios that were once beloved mm-hmm. uh, that are actually creating like the successor to a very popular franchise so a lot of the uh, world premieres sort of revolved around that. And so one uh, example would be the game premiere of Back 4 Blood, which is... That's lower tier for you? A- I think that's... I think it's higher tier for me, but okay. Well, in, in terms of, like, the tiers of, like, which one, like, excited me more, I mean... I mean, Back 4 Blood is pretty interesting. I mean, yeah, but from the gameplay that they show, nothing really stood out to me as what is their spin on Left 4 Dead besides it being just a clear-cut carbon copy of Left 4 Dead. Um, and yeah. so I'm so excited for that game based off, based off of the gameplay that they showed. I'm kind of glad that they showed gameplay and they didn't just give the obvious TGI trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, and they announced, I think, the alpha the private alpha date as well 
And that seems to be like a very good summer title for next year. Yeah, uh, I'm, that window. I'm definitely excited. Um, <laughs> as we were watching the VGAs, I was like, huh, how did they come up with the name of this game? Back for Blood versus Left <laughs> for Dead. And I was like, right. okay, up, no, down, no, right, no. Okay, we got to go back. Okay, back. Okay, that's a good good starting. Okay, what number? Uh, Four. Okay, let's just go with it. Take a stab at, you know, Valve. And then, uh, no, not dead. No, what, what's the opposite of dead? Well, dead people don't really have that much blood in them. Well, it depends, but uh, let's go with blood. Okay, back for blood. We got the name. <laughs> it's very much, it's very much, um, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited for this as well because we get another Left for Dead or Left for Dead adjacent. Exactly. Very yeah. exciting. Um, I did like the gameplay I saw, especially with what I call the zombie rancor because essentially that's what it was. Um, you know, Rancor from Star Wars Jedi, uh, Return of the Jedi. If you if you don't know what the hell I was talking about, um, but it's essentially the thing that Luke fights in uh, Return of the Jedi, <laughs> but like a Correct. huge zombie version. I do like the fact that they're not just leaving it to you know um, regular sized zombies. Like this is like okay, there's a ridiculously sized zombie, or there's a the one with the big fist, or there's the one with four arms that'll what was it like essentially traps you? Yeah, with their spit or something. Right, right. They're pretty much like the uh, why are they called in Left 4 Dead? The witch. No, Boomer? not the witch. The smoker, the smoker. I think mm-hmm. the smoker. Yeah. I mean, the smoker was more of like it would, it would drag you, and then you'd be screwed because then you're also, and then sometimes you could be hanging and also be screwed. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's kind of like a smoker. I, I didn't I see so. anything that was more like the hunter. Uh, nothing like that really. There was also a f- a few of the zombies were boomer esque, like the like the one that was really like big and um it kind of looked like a tank but then when you shot it it just exploded and then also the the one that kind of looked like the smoker or the forearmed one that was kind of in the C- in the uh, cgi trailer um kind of reminded me of had a boomer ask because as soon as she spat on the person that was you know in stasis then that person was then you know the horde kept running after them so kind of the same effect um, right. But yeah, very interesting looking game, uh, and I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, it's also coming for the PS4 as well, so obviously we sh- we're still going to enter that gap year where a lot of titles that are being announced will still come out for last gen as well as current gen. Mm-hmm. So that will continue to be a, a trend. Yeah. Another uh, announcement that sort of follows that same theme is the Callisto Protocol which was announced at the VGAs. That looked terrifying. Exactly. And for proper reason, because it's from the uh, ex-developer of Dead Space. As you all know, uh, or if you don't know, uh, Electronic Arts shuttered that studio a few years back. And a lot of Dead Space fans kind of just gave up on the hope of seeing a successor to this game, but it looks like their hopes have been reignited. Um, And... Based on the CGI trailer, no gameplay was shown, but it pretty much is going to be a clear-cut Dead Space 4 at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Dead Space 3 was not the, the critical darling, and really Dead Space 1 and 2 were the only ones that people had a 
positive outlook on. So it's really interesting to see how they will change up things. They did mention it, this will be strictly a single player experience, which is, I think, a good thing because there's the multiplayer no made it like less terrifying. Right. You can so, talk to everybody like, oh god, but it's not like a scary word. It's just you, and it's like you have your own thoughts and feelings. It's just like, oh god, oh Jesus. I I could I can't I personally can't play Dead Space, and this I'm just like that looks cool. I'm gonna watch someone else play it because I'm like I I can't. I mean I could totally if I would totally do it if I was like on stream or something. Mm-hmm. But um but by I I don't get any value out of that. Just scaring the shit out of myself personally. Um, I, I don't I don't do well. <laughs> that, yeah, I'm not in sharks. I'm I'm not too hot on horror games either. But if it's I don't know, it's it's just like this weird aversion that I have with the genre in general. But one one of these days I'm going to have to bite the bullet just to cover one of the titles. Um, let's see another title. Let's see what else would be similar. I think those are the only two like highlights of like uh, games that are trying to cover for the lack of in of a franchise not being made. Um, right. Another game I want to talk about is It Takes Two, the uh, game developed by um, the creators of Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. That's and, okay. Uh, that makes more sense because I was gonna say I looked like it was made by brother the people who made brothers. Yes. Yes. So I guess the premise of this game is you have this married couple, if I'm not mistaken, Mm -hmm. and they have been basically transported to this wacky fantasy world inside a book, I would imagine. And they have to basically work together and repair their marriage and their communication in order to escape or to get out. Now, is this a single player experience kind of like two like brothers or is this can you play split screen or with someone else? No, it's basically split screen or or online co-op. It very very much runs in the same vein as brothers and a way out. Um, Brothers was a single player experience. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, you control it with two different sticks. So a way out is that prison escape game where that one actually is split screen Mm -hmm. online co-op. Yeah. Um, And so basically, I imagine it's going to follow a way out in terms of structure and how you really need to have a second person in in order to actually complete the game. So um, that's going to be a very interesting title. And just based off of the comedy in the trailer. Yeah, that was hilarious. And the story elements. Um, if you haven't seen if you haven't seen the trailer for for it takes two it it's really funny I think I think it's it's gonna be a really fun game to play yeah it's one of the few games where like the first trailer made a big enough impression on me that I want to get it day one um, so that's another title that I'm looking forward to did they give a release date for that title uh in the spring I believe okay. or just like I a vague like March yeah yeah, it's going to be uh, sometime before summer. All right. And then um, let's see. A few other ones will kind of we'll kind of glaze over. A few additional games that were announced um, that were kind of highlights. Let's see. We, have this, we already went over that. Um, let's talk about things we didn't really see for a moment. Uh, Dragon Age 4. I mean, we have a title. What was the title of the game now? It doesn't. It still doesn't have a title. That's that's the alarming thing about it. 
Um, really? Okay, I saw your note here. You said, but now we have a title. So. Oh, no. It we don't still have doesn't have a title. Great. Still, it, no subtitle. <laughs> so absolutely no. nothing. So like just like last year, it was basically a concept teaser. This time around, they added more flair to it. So you have CG models with what looks like the, the background to be the Tevinter Imperium. Varric is the one that is voicing the trailer and giving context to the idea of the the... Tevinter Imperium will be surprised at the fact that the protagonist, which is you, is going to come out of nowhere. So I think they're trying to play the Dragon Age 2 angle with how the whole subplot of like the champion of Kirkwall came to be, how you came to power. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's going to follow that route in terms of story progression. Okay. Um, so, so like it's a nobody. You're not going to play yeah, like... Yeah, it's a nobody. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that'll be interesting. Um, hopefully they don't pull a Dragon Age 2 with the level design because that wasn't great. <laughs> you are using over and over and over no. again for the side quests. That Dragon Age 2 had like a 6 to... No, it had like an 18-month development cycle. Okay, so very quick turnaround. Yeah, it was a very quick turnaround. That's why okay. it was using reused assets. Well, I'm more about the developers taking their time to iron things out since we just you know i we won't talk about the game right now um we'll have a future episode on it but we've been playing some uh, some cyberpunk um we'll save that for yeah we'll save it but yeah i'm all about uh developers taking time if it (laughs) means a better product um i'm not sure what that means for dragon age 4 um and another game that was announced by bioware which we'll talk about i guess closer do you want to talk about that now? Or you want to close 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 it out with some some ideas about that? We'll close it out. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll wait to tell talk more about the uh, the other trailer near the end of the um, episode here. But uh, yeah, I have nothing other than you know Tevinter Imperium for Dragon Age Four. We'll see what Sounds we get awesome. going forward. I, again, uh, I, just a little back end comment about how. They released a teaser for Dragon Age last VGAs, and then they released it again this year. It Bauer is on tightrope here, in in the sense of like they are trying to reassure the fan base that they're going back to their golden age of when they made good games. And I feel like this is their last shot from being completely like dismantled by EA. They have to prove to not only EA but to also to their fan base that they still have it. And mm-hmm. as much of a cynic as i am i really hope they can pull it off yeah uh i really i really do as well just i don't know about bioware anymore yeah yeah okay uh i want to bring something up so a few of these i i i i know a few of these developers have a lot of money right um and you know exactly what i'm going to talk about here because yeah. while we watched the vgas i was like oh they have that kind of money and then they re- yeah. they announced something else and i was like oh they have even more money than i anticipated um so obviously you know epic games Fortnite, they have a lot of money so they announced and this is wide widely spread they've been announcing like different characters you can have different skins um but at the vgas they announced that you can play as master chief which is pretty cool so now on my if we wanted to play Fortnite, you and i for whatever reason i don't know why we would um but <laughs> if we did we could play as master chief on our playstation 5s um which is 
you know, about as sacrilegious as me using a plug-in. How plug the mighty have comments. fallen. Yeah. How the like, mighty have fallen. It's like, okay. Um, and then uh, you could also, I think, do a creation. Uh, I think they have, like, a creative mode you can do on, on Blood Gulch. So yeah. it's like, oh, great. The next Halo game you thought it was going to be inside of, you know, an Xbox. No, no, it's inside of Fortnite. Um, <laughs> and then... Uh, of course the you know what we're waiting on now is for todd howard to announce the next skyrim game you can play is through fortnite as well um yeah that's 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 coming that's coming coming, you know um but yeah i I feel that that's cool that they added you know master chief to fortnite if you're still playing that game um if you're into that awesome now moving on to the one one of the studios I didn't realize had money, um, or rather the games that made so much money. Uh, so th- there was a trailer, and I forget how it started exactly, but it's essentially like tribal kind of um, people, and then it pans up, and it's Vin Diesel. And I'm like, <laughs> where are we going with this? Okay. And like there's these orc type like tribal creatures that attack him and his family and they're defending each other and then this t-rex shows up and i'm like and i was like oh could this fr- be a remake of turok finally I was, I was like yeah turok like okay with vin diesel all right i was like wait no turok they have guns so like are they gonna yeah. that, that yeah. doesn't make any sense and i was like Okay. Oh, maybe it's like something for um, Horizon Two. But I was like, wait, that doesn't make any sense because it's not no. a mechanical T Rex. And then I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I was like, the only other game I could think of that has dinosaurs in it. I was like, Ark. I was like, okay. What? And then the trailer ends, and lo and behold, you have Vin Diesel in Ark Two. Um, I did not know they had ca- Vin Diesel money. Then. After that trailer finishes in the VGAs, they show up and they show uh, an animated series for ARK. And I was like, what? They have that kind of money to have an animated series? And then they drop a list of names that is just Carl Urban, Vin Diesel. um, I think David Tennant. David Tennant. Um, There's a few other ones. At the very end, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. I was like... What? What kind of money? What kind of money does does <laughs> Ark have? And you looked up; it was like something around the tune of sixteen million dollars from Ark One alone, or something. What was the amount? Do you remember? I remember it, it was, was around sixteen million. That. Was it? Oh, it was one hundred sixteen. Copies sold. Copies sold. Sixteen million copies sold. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you know do the math there somewhere in the tune of probably a billion dollars or some ridiculous amount that's not that's not how that works by the way the math there so that doesn't equal a billion but microtransactions and other things you get to that number and then you get russell crowe and all these other actors i'm actually interested in checking it out they didn't announce what platforms it's going to be on did they like net, if they're gonna have it on Netflix, Amazon, or what? The what anime series. Yeah, it's probably gonna be on Netflix. Netflix. Okay, I'd watch it. Sure. Um, with that, you know, Carl Urban. If you've watched The Boys, such a great, great TV show. Highly recommend anyone watching that. Um, uh, yeah, I'll definitely watch uh, this animated series. I've never played Ark myself. Um, I feel like it's kind of like uh, Rust meets Dinosaurs. I've I've heard it attributed. Uh, I've heard it. Yeah, be called something like that. It's a game that has 
you know, flown under my radar. Like I, I've seen it in like advertisements and in the PlayStation Store discounts, but I've never been like, okay, it, it looks like a sandbox Rust like right. game, like how you mentioned, and that didn't really interest me. And let me see, it's I think it's available across all platforms. Um, but yeah, it's essentially dinosaur survival. You get uh, dinosaur mounts. Um, what surprised me about the oh, they have guns and everything in it too. Okay, so it's not just tribal type things. But what the fuck is this? Is that a hydra? Like they have some serious. Like it's not like obviously not historically accurate but because they have technology and guns and shit but um yeah it looks it looks very interesting they make uh who makes that developers or virtual basement um who's the main studio wildcard is arc okay so it looks like it's it's free play i i could be wrong I'm not. I'm not going. I'm just looking this up as I'm as I'm talking. Oh no, you have to pay for it at Target. You can get it for like twenty five bucks right now. It's a fairly easy, you know, buy in. So if you're interested in that, um, they're making a second one, even better for you. And it looks like they're gonna have a lot more money to spend on the stars you get to play as. How about that? So, yeah. Um, any other thoughts for you about Arc Two? Because that was just this huge surprise. I didn't expect that at all, especially with how many people they're going to have in their animated series. In regards, then it would go to like very. Sorry, I didn't catch that. What were you saying? Uh, the trailer itself was just weirdly, like the tone of it was weird. Like it would be like very serious and then you got that scene where the little girl was just you know doing the whole tongue bit as yeah. the dinosaur is chasing them and it's like it's trying to pivot between a, you know what the hell yeah it's very odd I, I, I don't know I don't think this I don't think that game's about the story no <laughs> it's about no, the it's interaction not. of the game and the world kind of like Just Cause yeah. it's not about the story you yeah, play exactly. it for the destruction and craziness Right. Well, that was interesting. Um, Endless Dungeon and Disco Elysium. Um, there's a new roguelite game. I'm all about roguelites. You know, Super Meat Boys kind of is a roguelite. No, no, it's not. Super Meat Boys is a platformer. Uh, what was I thinking? Um, Binding of Isaac. That's, uh, oh, yeah. And, Binding and Dead Cells and all those. Those are roguelites. Um, new roguelite coming out. Uh, it's called Endless Dungeon. Uh, it looks like it's a squad-based type of uh, roguelite. Um, play with your friends. Think it's top-down, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, correct. It, it, it's not exactly top-down. It's like more of an angled camera shot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's pretty much top-down. Yeah, that looks interesting. Um, and did we get a release date on Endless Dungeon? It, lo- it looks like it's it, sci-fi, and you kind of. It looks like next year, but there is no specific release date. Right. Yeah. But a lot of indie games, or I guess what I would call them indie games, non-AAA titles, um, look yeah. like they, they're going to be fun. And that's where the meat this is. This one, yeah, this one excites me the most because it has online co-op. And mm-hmm. I don't think we've played a roguelike, uh, at least for us, uh, in online co-op. No, um, well, I have not. The majority of roguelites have been single-player affairs. Right. So I think that's that would be a good pickup. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Evil Dead was announced. Uh, we, you know, it's a you can you can apparently it's a multiplayer online, um, and you know, standard Evil Dead fighting you know mutants of some sort or demons they're more demons in, in evil dead because that's the whole thing they read from the book and then all these like demons take over um or at least i think they are and uh yeah it's, you can play as ash and that's coming up in 2021 that was another thing they announced not much other than that there other than an announcement um yeah i assume it's coming to all platforms there what was the uh th- oh new warhammer warhammer 40k dark tide that actually looked really cool i i um the way that like the the damage worked in the game kind of got me interested in that game i've never played a warhammer game before and that looks really cool and the the graphics look great um i'm assuming it was from pc because i know it's a huge a lot of people on pc play it i know felipe plays bait plays it um, or have played it in the past for the other Warhammer 40k games. Um, but yeah, that looks really interesting. Uh, do we know when that's going to come out? Just I, all I see is 2021 based on the trailer. Yeah, I don't think that one also has a hard release date, but the gameplay loop itself looks very interesting. Yeah, I, I, it kind of looked like... Um, like a first person really weird to say but there was a character that was like really big and had a big sword and it it kind of reminded me the way that like i don't know the graphics looked almost as good as um the new graphics from uh and it's really weird to compare it but um oh shit demon souls like very like detailed and 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 really good looking for for next gen consoles so that's something i know sometimes in the past they haven't gone super in detail uh but this looks really good any other thoughts for you in that game no uh i don't have much experience with that franchise so yeah for those that are excited for it more of it seems like a good thing yeah uh let's see here what else um a few other games one called scavengers uh they had a a, a shadow drop for the PC beta, closed beta. Uh, that's cool if you're interested in that game. It looked like a, um, you know, standard fare kind of adventure adventure game. game. Uh, Hood Outlaws and Legends. Uh, that kind of gave me like an Assassin's Creed feel, but it's like a four-player co-op um, type of type of game. Uh, didn't get really get much out of it, but it's like you know Robin Hood. That so game reminds good. me of uh, For Honor, but yes, that's what I was gonna say. Co-op, co-op. Yeah, yeah. That looks interesting. Um, we're just kind of going down a list here of other things. Let's Disco talk. Disco Elysium yeah. is getting the final cut. Uh, I did play this game last year. I, I briefly purchased it on the for the PC, but I didn't have much time to. Uh, invest too much into it um tell so me more about that game because i didn't refund. i didn't get you said we have so, to buy it, so i was like well, okay yeah because i was <laughs> just waiting for it to come out on consoles um so disco elysium is a click and point adventure game um you basically play as a detective in this uh far future dystopia where you know you have different c- countries and factions vying for political control it's a game that is absolutely dense and layered with dialogue and exposition. It very much feels like you're reading a novel. So if like reading isn't your gameplay forte 
or isn't something that you want to do on your downtime when you're playing the game, then obviously don't get this game. But the amount of player choice and customization with how you interact with the world was pretty amazing. Uh, obviously, it's not a triple A big budget 3D modeled game like Mass Effect or Cyberpunk, but a lot of its like charming aspects is tailored towards the funny voiceover and it's sort of like dark comedy that it utilizes. It can be very funny at times. Um, and the interactions that you can have with the companions that you manage to recruit into your into your squad. Um, I only put in like about five hours. I mean, no, less than that, probably like four hours. But again, it's just a very deep game. Um, the final cut is supposed to add new quest lines. It's supposed to have every uh, sort of dialogue be fully voiced now, which is pretty bonkers when you think of how much dialogue that game has. Um, and it's going to come out for the PlayStation 5 uh, in March and then Switch and Xbox later in the summer. I, be I believe in June or July. It's definitely a game that I would recommend for those that are pining for like a really deep uh, role-playing adventure game. Mm -hmm. um, that has like just a very great message behind it all. Yeah, it sounds very interesting. I, I didn't know that. And so, okay. Yeah, we'll definitely have to check it out. And, um, yeah. Do we have a... You said there was was going to be... There was a release date for it. What was it again? March. Oh, no. March? For, for PlayStation 5 and then May or June for the uh, Xbox and Switch. All right, yeah. I might have to... Uh, yeah, we'll definitely have to get that. And what was the... What do you think the price point is going to be on that? It should be no more than forty dollars. Ooh, okay. And how how long do you think the gameplay is? Uh, based on certain playthroughs, it could go upwards to eighty to hundred hours. Okay. To try and complete everything. Okay, so that's the main quest line will be like about forty hours or so. Okay, so you know about a okay forty bucks makes yeah. sense for that. Interesting. Uh, little announcement here: a Swedish chef you can now play as over in Overcooked. All you can eat as a downloadable character. Um. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. There. Uh, let's talk more about what we think. I think we should get into this now. Okay. So, I mean, of course, there's a few other games, but um, let's talk more about the games that won the uh, awards, and then we'll we'll finish off with our thoughts on Mass Effect because there's going to be a new Mass Effect game. <laughs> um all right so i have the list here we'll 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 skip the esports category since yeah. i don't think our audience or either of us cares too much not, about not really i mean i voted for alana to win the the alana pierce the to the win the um creator of the year award but other than that i did i don't know who valkyrie is personally but i don't watch that many people who play you know, I, I watch Bruce Green. I watch a few other people, but not not too many other creators. So, right, we won't talk about that either. So, for the category of best multiplayer, the nominees were Animal Crossing, Among Us, Call of Duty Warzone, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, and Valorant. So, out of these, which one would you have picked for your? Uh, Reread them again. Sorry, just so I have them in my mind. Animal Crossing. Okay, we'll pick that. Mm -hmm. Call of Duty Warzone, 
Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout and Valorant. For best multiplayer? Correct. I would have gotten either Among Us or um, Call of Duty, but of course it went to... Among Us. Among Us. Um, Among Us was chosen as the winner. That makes um, sense. It's a very engaging game. If, you, if you're not engaging in that game, if you're not talking, yeah. the yeah, game, there isn't it, a game. It's the game that perfectly embodies the word multiplayer in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Animal Crossing is another decent pick due to its uh, status as like the, the de facto pandemic game. Mm-hmm. But I also think that much more of it can be appreciated offline as well. So yeah. I feel like multiplayer would have been between Among Us or Warzone. Yeah, Warzone um, is just a monster right now. Warzone is a monster for sure. I I have enjoyed playing that more than any other uh, battle royale personally, just because I think it's easy to pick up, not necessarily easy to win. Um, I like the fact that you can. I don't like the fact. I like the fact that you could just pick up a gun and not have to worry about you know picking up attachments along the way. It is nice to grab attachments for certain guns, like you can do, and you know, um, I think. Call of Duty 4 or Battle Black Ops 4 uh, yeah blackout mode that's okay um, you can do that in PUBG but not in this game I think in this game you have to get the good guns and, and move along from there yeah um, but yeah definitely a good pick for Among Us very engaging game really good on mobile which I think it also won best mobile game I'll get there eventually yeah. uh, right now I'm going up the list uh, best sports slash racing game it was between Dirt 5 F1 2020 FIFA 21 NBA 2K 21 and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 <laughs> and we obviously know who nostalgia. won that one nostalgia, nostalgia wins and you can play as Jack Black in that game man of course of course oh wow really yeah no he actually did motion cool. capture he plays as the, uh, oh, wow. the security guard or the, the policeman um in the game and if you get i think if you, you can unlock them in the game it's very interesting so That's yeah cool. yeah for the next category we have the best sim slash strategy game uh the nominees were crusader kings 3 desperados 3 gears tactics flight simulator and XCOM chimera squad so in my opinion i feel like crusader kings 3 should have won um, and I kind of feel like this is a weird category because you're bundling two separate subgenres into one award. Right. So I feel like Crusader Kings 3 could have easily won its own stri- uh, strategy uh, subcategory. But right. for the purposes of this, Flight Simulator did win, and I still think that was a good choice overall. Yeah, I, and I was like, wow. And I'm thinking back to you know 2003 or whatever, the first mm-hmm. iteration of it. I was like, oh, okay, you know that's not that great, and it's not great. And then they played a trailer for it, and I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I, I, I don't know how in depth you get because if you go into first person mode, if you can like you know have it be like a simulation of like how to fly a plane i'm not sure if they get into that but from the visuals alone i'm like okay i see why they chose this game to win that because this is one of the more technically impressive games probably ever made because they're using the azure cloud platform as a back end to render the entire world yeah like physically the entire world is 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 open for exploration fly to your house (laughs) yeah you can fly here yeah it's it's pretty crazy and you have a variety of different planes you can fly um a prop plane uh air jetliner um a few a few different planes 
For the next category, we have Best Family Game. The nominees for that were Animal Crossing, Crash Bandicoot 5. Uh, I think it should be Crash Bandicoot 4. Yeah, it's Crash Bandicoot 4 about time. Yeah, yeah it's a little error in the webpage here. Fall Guys, Mario Kart Live, Home Circuit, Minecraft Dungeons, and Paper Mario, The Origami King. This is another... Uh, selection that i think was made correctly uh the mm-hmm. other one could have been fall guys i think that one fall guys would have been a fun one yeah but, but animal crossing one crossing, you have to give it its due yeah the, the next category is best fighting game uh the nominees were grand blue fantasy versus mortal kombat 11 ultimate street fighter 5 champion edition one punch man and under night in birth um mortal kombat 11 i think is the obvious pick here but again i'm not too well versed with fighting games in general i think the other good viable pick would have been street fighter 5 championship edition i think it makes more sense from like a you know how much content they've been pouring out into the to mortal kombat i mean hell you could play as robocop spawn you could play as predator you can play i'm surprised can you play as alien yet uh i don't think I so think that's, i think that's I'm sure that's going to be coming. Did they announce that? No, I don't think so. Okay. okay. But I know you could play as Predator. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good you one. Could, you have so many characters you could play as. It's almost like who's going to fight who. Terminator. Uh, it's insane. Um, it's a definitely a well-deserved game to win. I haven't played Mortal Kombat seriously. I mean, I've never played it seriously. Uh, but I haven't played it, you know... Uh, you know, actively in the past couple years since we had Mortal Kombat. Was it X? Yeah. Yeah, X was our last one. Yeah. The last one we played really extensively was 9. Yeah, 9. The the next category is Best Role-Playing Game. The nominees for that one were Final Fantasy VII Remake, Genshin Impact, Persona 5, Royale, Wasteland 3, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. So... As an RPG fanatic, uh, I was really rooting for Persona 5, but I also understand the argument that it's a, it's a re- not a remake, but basically like a director's cut. And so giving it the win would have been weird. Yakuza Like a Dragon, I'm happy that that was nominated. Yakuza slowly gearing towards the mainstream now. But... The winner of this category was Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, Which I think is is not... I don't think it, it's a really it, good it, thing to give it's like weird. It's kind of weird because it is a role-playing game, but you can argue that Wasteland 3, Persona 5 are more of a role-playing game than 7 is. Mm-hmm. Hell, even Genshin Impact is more of a role-playing game. But all in all, though... I guess it was the de facto winner uh, in terms of just reputation. Uh, but personally, I probably would have given this to either Genshin Impact or Persona 5 Royale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought Persona uh, 5 would have won just based on what you've told me about that game. Um, yeah. However, they gave it to Final Fantasy. I, I, I guess I, it's, I haven't played any of those games, so I have no real say in what I'm even talking about about that but <laughs> no, yeah that's all you 
the next category is one we will be discussing. Uh, best action adventure game. Mm-hmm. The nominees were Assassin's Creed Valhalla, okay. Ghost of Tsushima, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and The Last of Us Part Two. Best action, what was it? Slash adventure game. Adventure. Okay. Um, best action, best adventure. Best action and adventure game. They put it together as you normally do. And Last of Us won. Correct. Okay. Um, I think that's deserved as an like, likewise, adventure game. but I feel like the category itself is too vague. Yeah. If this was uh, recategorized as best sandbox game, I think Ghost it would of be wins. completely different conversation. because yeah, it's not a sandbox in Last of Us. Um, right, with the exception of that first portion in Seattle, but again, that's just one portion. But if this was sandbox game you can narrow down the nominees and there can be more contention with how you would gauge what would win this award right assassin's creed versus ghost of tsushima like versus Valhalla, ghost of tsushima to some extent spider-man miles morales but then you have ori and the will of the wisps in this category which doesn't make any sense yeah because that's what more of a side scroller platformer and there's action and- in the game for sure yeah, there's action. It, it's like comparing... Uh, it's like if you were to put Hollow Knight in here. Like It's like, okay, it kind of makes sense. It's still a platformer. It has elements of both, but when you pit, pit that against like a open-world sandbox game, you're kind of like blurring the lines between, okay, what does this category represent? Mm-hmm. Um, Jedi Fallen Order is more of a linear game, but yeah. from my understanding it does play a lot like a metroidvania in terms of like the hub world so again it's just this category is a bit of a mess in my opinion yeah i honestly would give this to ghost of tsushima really okay yeah i feel like there's more i mean of course there's action around every corner in both uh, well hmm it depends on what you mean in in terms of action adventure because if it's like i feel like when it comes to adventure ghost of tsushima is more adventurous when it comes to action you get more of the you know it's more visceral in part two it's very vague but yeah i would have given it to last of us for this one just because i understand action adventure however a later on um category i would not have given the award to (laughs) last of us we'll talk about that we're getting there the next category was for best action game. The nominees were which Doom I don't Eternal. get the fucking I don't get the differentiation between action exactly. adventure and oh exactly. now we have a separate action game. It's like what? Yeah, so this Why? is purely action. Yeah. Okay. Again, weird ass categories. Doom Eternal, Hades, Half Life, Alex, Neo Two, and Streets of Rage Four. I would have given it to Doom Eternal. However, I have not ever played the winner which was Hades, Hades. Which is a roguelite yeah made by the developer of Transistor and Pyre super giant games um, I did play Hades for about two hours I, I still have not completed a, a, a full run through yet but it plays exceptionally smooth okay. um, I do plan on going back and finishing it uh, but I kind of agree I'm kind of 50-50 on this one. I feel like 
Doom mm-hmm. Eternal just has that in-your-face attitude about yeah, it. Yeah, it's also not very... I don't know. I found myself getting slightly bored with Doom Eternal because it's, you know, you go from... Yeah. Bored? Oh, well, I mean... Not, not like... It's not like it's not visually interesting, but... And it's not like you don't get like these moments of holy shit, okay, I gotta keep surviving. But I never felt like I was like, okay. I never was kept interested really by what I was doing is violence for violence sake, which is usually fine. I just didn't find something I didn't I didn't find my reason to be like, okay, I'm gonna keep playing this, for example, like I did with numerous other games this year. That's an interesting take. Bored might be too harsh of a word to use. Because there's you definitely needed, good puzzles. I need something more. That, like story context or or like a role-playing con- context. To something. Pushing you. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'll probably go back to it and eat my words later, but, you know. <laughs> the next award was for Innovation and Accessibility. Mm-hmm. The nominees were Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Grounded, Hyperdot, The Last of Us Part Two, and Watch Dogs Legion. This one was given to the the, the Last of Us Part Two for good reason. Uh, yeah, I used I I, yeah. I was using the accessibility mode numerous times, and I'm going to find collectibles. Yeah. I was using it in a completely different way that, than what Steve was using. I was actually using the actual accessibility mode. You were using a very light version of that to find the the collectibles in the game while you were playing yeah. doing your playthrough. Uh, yeah. It was more like a radar sonar kind of thing. Um, yeah. I was using more of a completely changed the entire color palette of the game. <laughs> yeah, it, to it find was everything. Like, yeah, it was like putting the thermal goggles on. And yeah, I was like, welcome. Out. Oh shit! There you go. Really good if you're not uh, wanting to be terrified in the sewer areas, but it takes you out of the game. So if they have if they have a version of that in uh, Callisto Protocol, I'm all for it. Um, <laughs> but if if they don't, I don't know. Then you will be willing to play through the whole game. A lot less scary when you have this like blue blob jumping out at you versus like this absolutely <laughs> uh, terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> they should have you as a QA tester. That way you can play the game and in, in, in that you know yeah. game design perspective where it's yeah. just a, a, a fucking polygon. Yeah. Let All me right. Do it. <laughs> the next category is best VR slash AR, and the nominees are. Dreams, Half-Life Alex, Marvel's Iron Man VR, Star Wars Squadrons, and The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. I was honestly surprised to hear that Star Wars... And I haven't played any of these games in VR, neither, Steven. I mean, honestly surprised Star Wars didn't win. Uh, Half-Life Alex, I just heard nothing but good things about it. It, it kind of feels like that mm-hmm. de facto first true VR game that people were clamoring for. Uh, so it, it doesn't surprise me that one. It's also um, Half-Life. More Half-Life. People always want more Half-Life. Exactly. So there you go. The next category is Best Community Support. And the nominees are Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Fall Guys, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, and Valorant. <laughs> Wait, is it... Okay. Was this the uh, category where... 
the guy from No No. Man's Sky was drinking a beer, or is that something else? No, 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 that's something else. That's coming up. Okay. Um, Who won this one? Fall Guys won this one for Best Community Support. I'm not sure to what extent they they define community support. I imagine, like, communication with the community and adding stuff that the community requested. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I imagine that's the sort of distinction in comparison to like post-launch support, which I think will be coming up. Um, so again, it, it at least from a personal standpoint, it's kind of hard to gauge because I don't follow like the social media accounts too often of, of these games and how and, and how well they communicate what their milestones or goals are for like the current season of the game is and stuff like that. So. Right. It, it, it does appear Fall Guys seems to be the benchmark for that, according to it being the winner. So, the next category is best mobile game. The nominees were Among Us, Call of Duty, Genshin Impact, Pokemon Cafe Mix, and The Legends of Runeterra. Not surprising then, who won that yeah. one. Yeah, to me, this was going to be between Among Us and Genshin Impact, and Among Us was the resounding winner again, uh, to no surprise. Yeah, I, I, that's actually how I started playing the game. I had not heard about it. Um, my, my girlfriend's uh, brother was like, "Hey guys, yeah," and they live in uh, East Coast, so they're like, "Hey guys, let's all play uh, a game together." And I was like, "Okay, well, we're gonna play, you know, Jackbox or something like that." And they're like, "No, let's play this game called Among Us." I was like, "Never heard of it prior to this," um, and picked it up, and I was playing on mobile, and I've had been playing it on mobile, and it's really good. I would say the communication during the meetings is not optimal if you're playing it on mobile, but yeah, because you're you're basically typing uh, and texting through the chat mm-hmm. interface. Right? But it does work out if you're using like you know predictive text. You could just like half type and be like, "I was not the impost," and then you're you know good, <laughs> and you get vented. All right, you get uh, you get sent out to space. But um, really fun game on on mobile, so not really surprising. It's, it's definitely very different. The sort of like pickups that you can get when you're actually verbally communicating right trying to see whether if a person's voice starts to break or they start yelling at you like no it was that me it was that me it's like it was you come on yeah yeah really fun fun. all right the next category is for best indie game and the nominees were carrion ball guys hades spelunky 2 and spirit fairer I would have given it to Carrion because I saw what Carrion is. However, it was not given to Carrion. Carrion is a game where you play as this alien life form symbiote. Think of like a red version of... Actually, think of Carnage. Um, but uh, it's just a symbiote, so you don't turn into any like you know embodiment of anything. And you just go through rampaging and killing and killing and killing people. It's gory, but it's great. Kind of like Doom. Yeah. Who won this um, category? Hades won the category. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with the selection. Uh, I'm kind of surprised Belunky 2 didn't get more love this year. The first one was so revered. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. The, the next category is best ongoing game. 
The nominees for this were Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. I'm really surprised. I was actually joking. This is the category I was talking about earlier. Yeah. I was exactly. really surprised to hear, and I'm so was so was the the person who won it. Um, to hear that. Sean Murray. Sean Murray yeah. won, and I was like, "What? Best <laughs> ongoing game isn't you know isn't Destiny? It's not or Fortnite. Fortnite. It, no, or Call of Duty. Or it's No Man's Sky. Titles. It's No yeah. Man's Sky. And I've been playing No Man's Sky. It's better than it was at launch. However, still not you know engrossing enough for me to want to play it. And he's drinking a beer. He's chugging it as they're going to announce it, and he puts it down he's like what <laughs> one and it's a corona he's drinking a corona i'm assuming it was a corona because it looked like a yellow beer but uh it could have been you know cider but i think it was a corona i'm like what and he's like oh i, I did not honestly expect to win this and i was like no shit neither did i <laughs> and, and the this guy takes it what a what a great like meme you could take from just the clip of him chugging it and be like wait right. what like hilarious to see that they won that i'm not sure if it's deserved best ongoing game come on (laughs) i i don't know um i feel like they're at the cusp of turning around their reputation like they just need like two more big updates uh improve their 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 game loop a bit and i think they'll get there Otherwise, I would have probably given it to Fortnite. Really, I would have given it to Warzone. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like Fortnite is still the king when it comes to like events. Sure. Like it's game changing events that just change the dynamic of the platform itself. Yeah, I would say yeah, Warzone hasn't done too much of that. Like they the last update they added they'll, trains that you can travel. I, I think they'll get there, but. Obviously, Warzone is now so big that it's now a platform in itself. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at how they integrated uh, Cold War into it, mm-hmm. um, it'll get there ev- eventually. Um, so, we'll see how that game's future looks. The next category is Best Performance. The nominees were Ashley Johnson as Ellie in The Last of Us Part Two. Laura Bailey as Abby in The Last of Us Part 2 Daisuke Sushi as Jin Sakai in Ghost of Tsushima Um, Naji Jether as Miles Morales in Marvel Spider-Man and Logan Cunningham as Hades in Hades so this was obviously going to be either between Ashley or Bailey Um, I uh, Abby obviously won this one. Um, obviously, you have like half of the half of the internet with their pitchfork saying how she doesn't really deserve it and all the stuff, which again doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I think she did a marvelous performance as Abby. Yeah, I mean, uh, to play a character so much that people so actually reviled. hate you and like, wow. <laughs> I think that yeah. shows how great of a great of a job that person did versus how great of a job, you know, I, I think like you may hate the person because they and fucking spoilers. If you haven't played Last of Us 2, skip ahead a minute. Um, but she, when she kills Joel, uh, yeah. it's like and then that you go and go play as her in the other half. It's like, wow. OK. And then you kind of under I mean, some people didn't understand, but 
some many people understood you know okay this is how it came there yeah um i was i was rooting for ashley johnson as like because i feel like <clears throat> she did such a good job in in this installment she did such a good job in the first one too mm-hmm. but again i i can understand the sentiment and why the committee decide to give it to laura instead um the next award is for best audio design the nominees of for that were doom eternal half-life alex ghost of tsushima resident evil 3 and the last of us part 2 so best audio design um i could understand if it went to last of us I will have always. I I would have always gone with um, Ghost of Tsushima, but audio design. It depends on what you mean. Like we're not talking about music here, right? We're not so, talking about music. Yeah, we're talking about like. And I think I think that's always think did a good job of Tsushima, it. Like when I hear the wind swishing and the trees move, like a, a lot of aspects that make Ghost of Tsushima shine is more tailored toward like the natural habitat. Mm-hmm. Um, and that serene grace that you just get when you traverse, you know, Japan. And I, I forget who won this one. It was The Last of Us Part Two. It makes sense. It's I just think. so visceral. It's just so visceral. When you're when you're going from it's raining outside, you go inside a cave, and you you the tone changes, and it's like okay. Or when you hear, I think audio design definitely goes to The Last of Us. They did such a good yeah. job of like you know noise you throw a brick over here you hear it in your left ear and then you see you see this big hulking shambler point. come to your, from your right to your left and you it's like you feel that that thing is right where it is versus and not that you don't feel that in certain aspects of ghost of tsushima but i feel like it's better done there that's a good point now for the next next category it's best music the, the nominees were doom eternal final fantasy 7 remake hades ori and the will of the wisps and the last was part two uh this category was a clear snub against ghost of tsushima yeah. who i would have picked easily um take ori out put ghosts in ghost wins again i've, I've, I've been i have almost completed final fantasy 7 remake and while the music is pretty good for the most part, um, nothing really striking comes out of it. The Last of Us Part Two has a good music score, thanks to Gustavo. He will always be a legend in my books. The problem I have with Part Two soundtrack is outside of like some standalone tracks, it kind of felt more of a repeat of the first game soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Whereas Ghost of Tsushima... Unless you're talking about the games, you, the songs you play. <laughs> No, I'm not talking which about the not. songs you you play, which is completely outside of mm-hmm. the score. I'm I'm talking specifically like the in, the instrumentation and the score that plays in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ghost of Tsushima, Ghost of Tsushima should have won this category. Yeah, bar none. Bar none. I mean, such epic amounts when like, hair hair raising's uh, tracks that play in certain moments, especially, especially in the battle card. Yeah. The the final duel, like I was just like. It, how, how about in the moment when a certain character, you, let's just say you're a prisoner and there's another character across from you, 
Right, right. That whole area has really good the music, music moments. It's just it swells up your emotions in a way that just the scene itself wouldn't be able to. And the music just comes in and just is like, oh, damn. Yeah. I, I'm, so I'm still a such a snub. It. I know. Next category, though, uh, best art direction. The nominees were Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and The Last of Us Part Two. Gotta give it. Gotta uh, give it. I'm glad that The Last of Us Part Two didn't win this one because, again, art direction is fine, but Final, Fa- Final Fantasy VII Remake did not win this one, clearly. The top three, in, in my eyes, were Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and Ori, and it obviously went to the rightful winner. Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima, yeah. What a great... And the way the leaves uh, breeze towards your next endeavor, or the, the way sunsets, that... The yeah. way the sun sets and the landscape and the horizon and just the vibrant colors yeah like playing it on the ps5 hdr 60 frames per second 4k it's just a feast for the eyes it is fucking amazing Mm -hmm. and i'm so glad i won and now for the last three awards uh best story the nominees were 13 sentinels aegis rim final fantasy 7 remake ghost of tsushima Hades and The Last of Us Part Two. Oh boy. Uh, let's see here. So, would you have given this to Ghost of Tsushima? Sorry, you cut your story. Best story. Yeah, best story. Yes, sincerely yes. Sincerely yes. yes. I feel like. best story so the thing about and the thing about the two categories here I'm going to flip back and forth again to Last of Us and, 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 and Ghosts but I feel like Ghosts isn't a complicated story it's not I mean it's complicated yes based on the you know characters you meet the tragedy that happens in it not to mention there's fucking huge tragedy in Last of Us um, but Lo and behold, it's not a complicated story. And sir, did I say yes to Ghost of Tsushima? I, I would say, if we're talking about best story, it's going to be the one that's complicated. So I do understand why it goes to Last of Us, if I'm not mistaken. I, well, you can tell me that in a minute. Um, Last of Us, much more complicated story. It is not for everyone. Not everyone will get the same enjoyment out of it if you don't like that type of story. But it's not cut and dry. You play as Ellie, then you play as... Uh, the other female lead, God Abby. Damn Abby, thank God. I was like Ellie and Abby. Yeah, of course. You play as Abby, and then it's and then it's it's not cut and dry because you're gonna get two sides of the coin, and you're not gonna know necessarily which one's best. Hell, there's an even a fight encounter in the game where you're playing against Ellie as Abby, and you're like, God, oh, but I like Ellie, but I'm playing as Abby, and I don't want to have to kill her. But what the hell's gonna happen? And you know, it plays out the way it does, but I'm not surprised that it won. I personally, if I'm going to pick the game that I'm like, oh my god, what a great, amazing, original type of story. It's tough, but I would have picked Ghost of Tsushima just because I think I felt more gripped by the characters that they introduced you to in that game 
and I wasn't really gripped by all the characters, Abby or otherwise, that I've met in for the, the first Last time in The Last of Us. Not even um, Abby's love interest or initial love yeah. interest. That's a fair assessment. Um, I feel like Gozo Tsushima would have make a, made a stronger case, but during the during like the end portion of Act Three, I feel like it the story just kind of like it's not so much the pacing; it's just that it felt like they needed more development time to sort of flesh out the climax. It felt like the climax of the game happened more towards act two rather than act three if that makes any sense like i felt like the broad strokes of the narrative pacing sort of reached highs in act two and then in act three it was just like okay we need to finish the story up we gotta go straight towards the main boss okay we get there okay okay and then the actual ending itself i have no qualms with because that was very emotional and you know well well whatever decision you make right um the next award is for best game direction the nominees for that were final fantasy 7 remake ghost of tsushima hades half-life alex and the last of us part 2 now game direction is another vague category but i would have to sort of think of it more as like what was the cohesive design philosophy behind the game for Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, it was obviously an action role-playing game that was linear. Ghost of Tsushima was an open-world sandbox game that really catered more towards simplifying and cutting out much of the clutter in open-world titles. Mm-hmm. Hades is a masterful roguelite. Half-Life Alex is a very exceptional VR uh, title. And the, last, and the Last of Us Part Two is just one of like the whole thing involves game direction right versus the the other games which i haven't played majority of but right the only other a lot of the criticism for the last of us part two kind of comes from that sort of faction of thought of where it's like this could have easily been a movie or a tv series which they are making a tv series in hbo so when it comes to game direction it's really hard to sort of like dismiss the idea like, oh, this could easily be titled Best Director, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess in that regard, it's no surprising that The, that the Last of Us Part Two won. Um, out of all these different titles, I still would have chosen The Last of Us Part Two as yeah, the winner. Yeah, agreed. I, I'm not sure. Okay, so y- you agree as well. Yeah, okay. I feel like... Because the other games have so much more... <sighs> Or rather, I mean, and I haven't played Hades, and I haven't played what were the other games after this one? Hades, Half Life, Alex. Um, let me see here. Where is it? Ghost of Tsushima, Last Ghost of Us Two, uh, Final Fantasy Seven Remake. Right. The other games, Final Fantasy didn't play it. Hades didn't play it. Half Life, Alex. <sighs> the other games are more of How- what you make it. Yeah, so based off of my experience... very much um, like a linear, plot-driven, every moment you're playing is going to be part of the direction of the game and it has specific things. Ghost of Tsushima, it's more open-ended where the player gets to make their own kind of um, experience. Right. But Um, Last of Us, you are doing this thing and you're going to go step-by-step through this process and it needs very, you know, 
directive power and i get it yeah so yeah so basically the two games that really come to mind that i think would have been viable options were the last of us and hades based off of that criteria that doesn't mean that ghost of tsushima doesn't also deserve that nod but like you mentioned since it's more of an open air sort of set piece of the world and it's giving more agency towards the player rather than the other way around so Mm -hmm. um and now for the final award which is game of the year the nominees for that were the following doom eternal final fantasy 7 remake ghost of tsushima hades animal crossing new horizons and the last of us part 2 I personally would have given it to Ghost of Tsushima just based around how the musical score matches the story, the open world experience you get from playing in the game, the numerous amount of collectibles. I've only platinumed so many games, and this is the third one I platinumed. Um the nods back to like just the beauty and you know just of just walking down a road in the game i don't think you easily get that with most other games or the immersiveness of the japanese culture that they put into the game that even japanese studios were like wow how come we didn't create a game like this exactly that's a good (laughs) from from software was like wow holy shit (laughs) it's like um that's a very good point. Yeah. I feel like there's so much you can get out of you know various parts of the story whether it's you you've re- you realize loss which is definitely part of Last of Us um but you've you know the the anger you feel and of course you feel that towards Abby sometimes. <laughs> like there's very comparative you know parts of the story where you there's a lost loved one that's lost, you really don't like this person XYZ. But I feel overall I had a more enjoyable time playing Ghost of Tsushima, then I did Last of Us 2, so I would have given it to game Ghost of Tsushima. But okay. The Last of Us Part 2 took the honors. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, there is one more award that was uh, so the Game of the Year winner uh, was the Last of Us Part 2. However, 90% of it was decided by a committee of game critics and journalists, and 10% of that vote was given sort of siphoned off of the result off of the Player's Choice Award. The Player's Choice Award was 100% driven by the community uh, based off of the poll that you could have partaken in. Uh, And Ghost of Tsushima won the Player's Choice Award. So we have two divergent uh, sort of lines of thought here where the closed-off committee, private critics and stuff chose the The Last of Us Part Two. But the public, public perception, uh, chose Ghost of Tsushima. So I thought that was an interesting thing to make note mm-hmm. of. Um, and again, I just feel like out of those two games, I don't think no other game comes close to making such a lasting impact like those two. Have. Yeah, I think both of them are great games. I, you know, I have, I have nothing. I should really complete Hades, though. Yeah, I have nothing. Is that on PlayStation? Uh, Do we have it on PlayStation? No, it's not out on PlayStation. Right now, it's out on PC and uh, the Switch. Hmm. Okay, I might have to check that out because I like real life. But when it comes to this year's VGAs, I think 
It was meddling. Meddling? Um, Nothing too crazy happened. Oh wait, there was one last thing. Oh, talk about. No, don't yeah. do this. Thing. Yeah, Steven. Oh, uh, so there was a there's a teaser trailer of some sort that comes up near the end of the uh, show, and I'm like, okay, what's it gonna be? And I was like, oh, is it gonna be Starfields? It's like no. And then I'm like, what? What's it gonna be? Like you're going through space and all these things. It's like. Mass Effect or something. <laughs> I'm like, there's this person in the snow walking towards something. They dust off this little thing and it says N7 on it. It's a, and it's, um, what's her name? It's fucking Liara. Liara. And I'm like, Liara. oh, it's a new, <laughs> oh, okay. They have that kind of money, huh? Uh, <laughs> it's Bioware's, they're teasing the next. Um, oh shit! We didn't even talk about ah. Well, okay, we're, we might have to get. We're okay. We'll, we'll dust off at this. End of this segment. At yeah. This, uh, we didn't even talk about the other trailer that had something that you think might be a little bit hinky exactly. yeah. and, and teasing. Mm-hmm. But um, essentially, Bioware is making another Mass Effect. Uh, we don't have anything other than that, other than the N7. The trailer provided very specific clues as to how far out this game takes place. So. Just to break it down, the trailer starts off and you see the Milky Way galaxy and the Andromeda galaxy, which seems to infer that they're not going to completely omit Mass Effect Andromeda. As we zoom in on the Milky Way galaxy and, you know, we go through the different radio transmissions and stuff, uh, traversing through the history of, of humanity, and then obviously the battle at the Citadel at the end of Mass Effect 3, the Reapers invading, attacking, yada yada. This game, according, basically the planet that they're on, I, I don't think that's Earth because Earth doesn't have like the two moons uh, that was shown in the right. orbit. Probably scene. something like Titan. Right. So it's 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 a very snowish planet. Um, Liara's there for right. Liara's there for who knows what. That N seven helmet piece doesn't signify that that's Shepard's armor piece per se since you know there could be multiple specters with that N7 armor um, bottom line is that since Liara is featured prominently in the trailer and she looks a bit older this will take place hundreds of years after Mass Effect 3 but this but we are looking at the de facto sequel to Mass Effect 3 I, I don't know if it'll be called Mass Effect 4 it would make sense, but but personally, this is giving me major Halo Four vibes. <laughs> yes, agreed. <laughs> yeah, because the whole trailer kind of reminded me of like what you see before it goes up Chief's spine to his like thing. I was like, it's like very cloudy, mysterious, and then it reveals, pulls back. It's like, <gasps> oh, I, I just, it's just, I just don't know if if again as someone who despises the ending of mass effect 3 but agree with you in in the idea of 70 percent of mass effect 3 was a pretty good game um i i just i i'm just rooting for them yeah it looks um, it definitely looks like at it's the going same to be... time i don't want to be burnt out again so it's like I'm gonna have to just keep them like in in a very clear distance and just be like, okay, if it comes out and if it's fucking amazing, I'm on board. If not, then I'm just. I'm putting my expectations board. in the trash until I see something. So <laughs> it was interesting yeah. to get some sort of trailer, of course, with Bioware. I mean, shit, we're probably ten years away knowing Bioware. I mean, I know it's two de- probably two development teams, but 
Yeah. 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 We'll That's all I got to say. Lastly, yep. you have a theory, Sir Stephen. Yes, I do. So, uh, to finish the off this episode. So, there was this... Uh, from Housemark Studios, uh, they made uh, Rezo Gun, which mm-hmm. was that arcade shooter that we mm-hmm. played back in the PS4. Uh, they came out with a trailer for their AAA project, which is called Returnal. It looks like a like a shooter, an arcade shooter, first person. Um, the trailer, however, starts off with a dark hallway, and at the end of that dark hallway is a white door now when this trailer first popped up in the video game awards a lot of people especially in twitch chat were going crazy thinking oh my god is this the successor to pt or is this silent hills is sony finally going to announce silent hills because so much of what made pt great was the mystery behind it and then the ultimate reveal that it was silent hills but obviously that was canned uh, and Kojima was out of that project. So there's rumors going on that Sony is in collaboration with Konami to revive that series. And mm-hmm. here's the funny thing, though. That first portion of the trailer has nothing to do with the rest of the trailer. It the, does not uh, exist. Returnal is very much a sci-fi game. And for them to just release that footage of the dark hallway with the white door is totally out of place in that trailer and if you were to go to youtube and look for that same trailer under their game page uh returnal that footage of the white door is not in the trailer hmm and at the what what, what is the words that they say in the in the trailer when because she's like the person gets up gets to the door very much like pt reaches for the doorknob and then it goes to the returnal yeah, it basically goes to like the regular sci-fi setting of of Returnal of of, of the gameplay footage, and then it goes like, back back to the door at the end of the trailer. So it's like, hmm, right? It's it's like it's to me this was either a troll job from Housemark, which was obviously a fucked up move on on their part, mm-hmm. <laughs> or it's Sony basically giving us that wink that hey. Something's We're doing coming. something with Silent Hill. Yeah, and so. I think I hope that it's the case because why would they really like re- remove that from the trailer? It doesn't make right. too much sense. It's like right. okay, okay. So I think I think you're right, and we'll have to wait and see for a lot of the things we saw today. Yeah, uh, and lots of promises. Lots of promises. Like how it always goes. Mm-hmm. So definitely interesting to see what they might be doing over at Sony, but. uh Keep your ears to the ground. Uh, to I, cap it off, how would you rate this VGAs? Out of the what? Out of a ten? One, one for ten. One yeah, to one ten. ten. Yeah. I give it about a a five, five six. Yeah, I would do the same. Probably a six. Yeah, it's, I, I feel like the pacing is getting better, but there's obvious. With, with putting the one where they announced uh, Skyrim at a ten, I think this was about a five six. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, 
You can't really talk to them when they put they announced Skyrim because I was just like, oh my god, right? <laughs> like after playing Oblivion and like thinking about when they're going to release the next game, and then they announced that this one's yeah around there. Yeah, um, definitely just watch the highlights if you didn't get to watch it. Um, you can get the meat there, but yeah. Uh, other than that, next year. And not to and not to rub it in, but. The Last of Us Part Two made history by being the game that won the most VJ awards oh. in in one night. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's all. Yeah. That's, that's great. Um, I'm not. I'm not against that. Um, yeah. But uh, other than that, um, if you've been keeping up with us uh, on Nerd Your Enthusiasm, we're going to be doing a Mandalorian episode next weekend. That'll come out in the subsequent, probably Monday, um, Tuesday. And then, uh, yeah, so yeah, keep an eye out for that. Our, it will be our season recap. Mm-hmm. Um, that should be exciting. Talk all about Grogu and uh, the magical uh, Mandalorian uh, travelings. And if you don't know who Grogu is... If you don't know now you know um you better go uh go watch the mandalorian before next week but other than that um keep an eye out for our upcoming episodes and yeah have a great rest of your week take care have a good one bye-bye